Ann Hafner, Kildeer Area Ambulance Service. Thank you very much for joining the program here today. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about a donation that you've received. And if you want to mention other donations too, you certainly can. But uh, first off, let's start with the donation. Uh, recently, I saw on social media, you guys received a nice uh, donation during a, a community appreciation night. Can you give me a little more information than what I'm just uh, reciting off of a social media post? Uh, sure. That donation was a $15,000 donation we got from Marathon Oil um, to help us replace one of the hydraulic cots we carry on our ambulances. Okay, so there's actually a specific need for the donation, huh? Yeah, yeah. They, um, they've been really good to us, Marathon Oil has, and they open up a, a donation for us just, just about every August I've applied for the last six or seven years. Um, and they've always responded positively. They've given us uh, close to $100,000 in donations since I've been here. How's the oil industry been overall outside of Marathon? Has other companies been stepping up and, and donating to the uh, Kildeer Area Ambulance? Um, we have some regular donors who have been very supportive. Um, Hess, um, from their affiliate Hess Bakken Services, um, helped us purchase an ambulance. Um, they've, gosh, they've given us uh, similar amounts, pretty close to $100,000. Um, we have uh, XTO Energy is very faithful we receive some some money from them every summer um conoco phillips um gosh i'm trying to think of them wpx there's a lot of oil companies out here that uh, are helping us but none as substantially as marathon and house one of the things that the crude life likes to point out and correct me if my numbers are wrong uh, i was just corrected in wyoming last week apparently their numbers are 93 percent but Generally, nationwide, 85% of, of firefighters are volunteer, and I think that's true with emergency services for the most part when you, when you start talking about area ambulances and that sort of thing. Talk to me a little bit about the volunteer side, and if you do know what some of those numbers are when it comes to your organization and maybe even some of the you know, firefighters too. I can tell you about our organization. I, I can't speak to you about the fire departments in other towns. I can tell you that West Dunn Fire Department, which is the one that serves our area and most of Dunn County, um, is all volunteer. Um, Kildare Ambulance is, is probably about half and half. Um, right before the boom started, the ambulance service was 100% volunteer in Kildare. And as uh, the new oil jobs came in town and the community got busier and busier, um, it was hard to get volunteers, and most of the volunteers we had here aged out. We have a very difficult time um, getting a lot of volunteers, and we wouldn't be running at our current level of service if we had to rely specifically on volunteers. Um, for the state of North Dakota, I can tell you overall volunteerism is down. Every time I go to a regional or a state EMS meeting, they're talking about how volunteerism is down and how the ambulance services are going to continue to function at the levels their community wants them to be at without the volunteers. So more and more services are becoming combination services like ours, which is a combination of career personnel and volunteer personnel. And what the emergency services, what is that? Or you're the ambulance service, area ambulance. Has, is, is different than the fire department? Sure. Do you guys have the same uh, buildings, separate buildings? I, I'm sure every community is different. Talk to me just about the um, relationship, I guess, with the emergency services, because I'd imagine out in the rural areas, you guys probably, I mean, talk a little bit. 
Oh, yeah, we do a lot with West End Fire Department. Um, some of the firefighters are also ambulance volunteers. In, in Dunn County, um, the uh, ambulance service and the fire departments function separately. We're both um, uh, tax, uh, tax, taxing entities in the county. Um, the voters were really good to us several years ago when they formed taxing districts, ambulance and fire taxing districts. We're both run by boards. They're separate boards. Um, the boards are elected from the community. Um, but we do a lot of things together, even though we're funded differently. Uh, we have to be able to work together or it we wouldn't be able to function. Um, from what I know, most of the rural ambulance services in the state of North Dakota are separate than the rural fire departments that serve the same communities. Yeah, I think you're right on that as well. I know that they were looking at some some emergency substations, if you will, kind of where they would share in certain areas, especially out in the Bakken when you get into some of the rural areas. And, you know, you have some sort of geographical challenges. Talk to me about your geographical challenges you have. I mean, I've interviewed people to where, you know, they, they've been in an accident and they wonder if it might take 45 minutes for an ambulance to come, that sort of thing. Talk to me about some of these challenges you guys have out in the rural areas. In, in western North Dakota, especially the McKenzie County, Stark County, Dunn County, uh, Williams and Montreal, uh, the areas that encompass the, the badlands and all the oil, um, the terrain can be very difficult. Uh, you know, most of the highway, highways are two-lane highways. Um, a lot of the surface roads are still scoria gravel. Um, the terrain can be rough. We have you know, believe it or not, mountains in western North Dakota. They're not big mountains, but um, it can take a long time to, to get to some of these oil field sites. It can take a long time still to get to some of the ranches um, where, our, where our community members live. Um, one of the biggest problems we face here in Dunn County, though, is that nearest hospital is, is in Dickinson. And uh, if from the front door of the ambulance service to the doors of the emergency room, it's about 36 miles. Um, so it's about 45 minutes. When we go further out north to where most of the oil wells are, uh, we're going to be going an hour, an hour and 15 minutes just from picking up that patient to getting to the hospital. Um, so it requires us to have uh, very good equipment, very good vehicles, um, and highly trained personnel because we're probably going to be one of the ambulance services that has to give patient care, pre-hospital patient care, uh, longer and more in-depth than, than the other ambulance services. You mentioned some of the difficulties in obtaining volunteers, getting volunteers, or just that the trend is going down. Is there, are companies be becoming less um, open about volunteerism? I always heard that, you know, a lot of companies would be okay if their employees would, you know, miss some of work or would at least work with some of the volunteer organizations. Is, is that changed or is it just that people are more busy with work? Do, do you know anecdotally or is there any, I guess, official reasons why the volunteerism seems to be down? Uh, no official reason, but uh, when the oil started out here, and like I said, I can only speak to Western North Dakota. Uh, when the oil started out here, the people that had lower paying jobs left and went to work in the oil fields. And those guys are working, you know, three weeks on, one week off. Well, when you work a 14 or 16 hour day, three weeks in a row, um, and you only have one week off, your chances of wanting to spend a lot of time volunteering for the ambulance service are, are pretty low. Um, the, uh, as uh, time goes on, the care we're required to give requires uh, much more highly trained uh, ambulance staff 
and that takes a lot of time and it's a lot of expense too. So people just don't have time to put in the hours that the ambulance services require to meet the needs of the community. That being said though, um, we have a couple of, of employers in town that do still allow their, their employees to take ambulance call. But those, those uh, uh, businesses are short of personnel because a lot of their personnel left to work the higher paying oil field jobs. So they don't always have the staffing anymore to allow that person to go out. They don't want to close their business down so somebody can take an ambulance call. And it's going to take us a minimum of two and a half, three hours to do just a trip to Bismarck, to, to Dickinson and back. So there's a lot of factors that are that are pushing that volunteerism down. How can people volunteer? What are some of the expectations that people should have if they're considering volunteering? Um, we can pretty much, if you've got a capacity background check and you have a North Dakota driver's license and there's a desire to come in, uh, and work on the ambulance, you, something you've always wanted or you think you might be interested in it, we can put just about anybody to work as a driver. We can provide the training for them for that they would need to be on for two to $300. That's not a great expense to get a driver, but when they want to move up and, and get more training and more training, you know, just an EMR level is about 60 hours of training. An EMT level is probably 150 to 200 hours of training. Um, if you want to be a paramedic, that's about uh, 13 months, 14 months. So it, it just depends on what everybody wants to put into it. Um, we have volunteer opportunities at every level. Uh, we would take a volunteer to come in and help us do filing, um, wash ambulances. You know, uh, there's something for everyone if they've got the time and the desire. Ann Hafner, Kildare Area Ambulance. Of course, we're talking about the... $15,000 donation that Marathon Oil presented with the Kildare Area Ambulance. And kind of circling back to that as we wind down here, um, tell me again that that $15,000 actually went for a specific need that you guys had and then transition that into some other needs that you guys are looking for and how people can, you know, get, give you some money and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, that specific donation, we, we have three ambulances. Um, we all run at the advanced life support level. That means we have a paramedic uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And those ambulances have hydraulic cots um, that lift the patient up so that it's kind of a back saver. The cots cost about $20,000 a piece. And they have a usable life of seven years. And two of ours are older than seven years. One of them is so old that we can't buy parts for it anymore to fix it. Um, so we're, uh, we asked, I put in a grant last year uh, for replacement with Marathon. And, and they came through to help us purchase that cot. And uh, we're going to be requesting cot replacement of the second cot with some other oil companies. But um, things that, that uh, have been purchased for us in the past, um, um, the oil companies have given us funds to do some training. Uh, we use some of the funding to send, uh, we have three paramedics that we sent to paramedic training, which was about $12,000 per person. Um, they buy us training equipment. They bought CPR dummies. They bought turnout gear. They've bought life packs, which are the advanced, um, cardiac monitors and defibrillators for us. Um, they really we've really gotten some great support from the local companies in purchasing our equipment. If somebody wanted to give us some money, but, um, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have $15,000 extra floating around. We're currently have a, 
one of our ambulances has 138,000 miles on it, and we need to get it remounted, which means they'll take the ambulance patient care body off, the mod off the back of it, and put it on a new chassis. That's going to cost $180,000, and we currently have a fund um, with the North Dakota Community Foundation that we're saving that those monies in. Every $5 would help. Uh, we'll take any de designated amount of funds into that ambulance fund. Hopefully we can get it replaced within the next year. And how can people um, get in touch with you if they want to do that? I, I got in touch with you through Facebook, so I got through your Facebook account. Is that the best right. way, or do you guys have a, a, phone, a website or anything? We have a, a website, killdeerambulance.org. Um, that'll give you a little bit of information, some pictures about the programs, about our, our teenager volunteer. That's something we do. We have a teenage volunteer program. Um, there's all kinds of information on there, and there's a, a contact link on there. Or you can get us on Facebook at Kildare Area Ambulance um, on Facebook. Or you can call our office. We're in the Kildare phone book. 